Good afternoon, Central Park Baptist Church. Good afternoon to you all. We're doing okay? Amen. If you're able to rise, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 219, hymn 219. I've got peace like a river. 219, hymn 219. I've got peace like a river. And then we'll have an opening prayer. Amen. Here we go. I've got peace like a river. I've got Father, thank you for this day. Uh, Lord, I just pray that we can hear your word today, and I pray that you uh, uh, move your, our hearts um, for your word, as you said that the Holy Spirit is a teacher. And bless the remainder of the service, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. And as we continue worship, we would love for you to join us in singing hymn 433. Hymn 433, for we'll never grow old. In 433, where we'll never grow old.
you're seated. We're glad that you're here this afternoon. Thank you for coming back to our, our afternoon service. Don't forget about uh, soul warning this week at 9.30 in the morning this Saturday. We'll be going out knocking doors, inviting folks to come to church. Uh, and, and by the way, it pays off. Amen. There was a young lady or a, 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 a lady here this morning that has come from that. She came a couple weeks ago. She loved it. She came back this morning and said, eh, it was okay. <laughs> and, then she, she, and then she'd be back, amen? amen? And that's good. That all comes from us knocking doors. Right. There's a number of you here that have been here in our church because somebody knocked on your door. And that's what makes a difference. So I want to encourage you to be a part of that if you can. Ladies Bible study this, uh, this uh, uh, Tuesday at uh, 10 o'clock Tuesday, right? Yeah, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning, uh, ladies Bible study. Again, you don't have to be a member to, uh, of any of our Bible studies to attend. Whether you're a man or a woman, you can come uh, to those uh, specific times uh, according as they're given. You can come to any Bible study anytime in our church, no matter who you are. Right. We want you to come. Right. We want people to come. And we want us to learn more about the Word of God. The more you know about the Word of God, the more you can grow. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing and hearing yeah. by the Word of God. Right. And God's economy is all based on what? Faith. That is what makes God change. If you have faith of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be planted yeah. over here. And so, so far, the only mountains I got to move have been ant hills. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So we all have room for our faith to grow. And it grows by studying the word of God. Don't forget, after our service this afternoon, we'll have a, a, a short uh, little birthday party celebration yeah. of life. Celebration of life. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead now. Uh, <laughs> uh, after the, for my wife uh, Eva and for Mrs. White for their birthdays, we're celebrating their life. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord, they're here. It's up to you now. <laughs> I want y'all to be sure and shake hands with Brother uh, Marco after the service. Maybe the last time we see him. All right. It may be a celebration of death. You know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, don't forget about that, all right? Well, let's have a good offering this afternoon. Trust that uh, if you haven't given it, you'll take this opportunity to do so, all right? Father, we thank you, Lord, for loving us. Uh, I'm thankful that we can come to your house, have a good time, and, and uh, Lord, uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful, God, that for our people that love one another, and pray, God, that you'd continue to bless. I pray, Lord, and thank you for the visitors that were here this morning. Pray, God, that they will <clears throat> continue to come and and, Lord, that you'll just send more, and may we see others. Like the young lady this morning got saved, I pray, God, that you would uh, continue to speak to hearts, Lord, and we'll see folks get saved. Bless this offering now. Bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. We would love for you to join us in singing hymn 413, hymn 413, hymn 413, hymn 413, just over in glory land. At the conclusion of this hymn, we want you to make sure you, that you greet each other. Amen. Hymn 413, hymn 413, just over in glory land. Amen. <laughs> Oh! 
That's good, amen? I love that. I like that ukulele. That is awesome. And I appreciate them doing that. They weren't scheduled to do that. And I asked them right before church. 
and but they they do a good job amen i'm i'm thankful but i i like i you know when my dad always played i like to watch them uh you know with their change their chords and things like that and i and i always thought i could play the ukulele now i don't think so <laughs> now while you're turning before you stand exodus chapter 9 is where we're going to look at but uh we did this last week and i you know uh, three things that you're thankful for or did i say two Two things that you're thankful for, all right? So uh, some of you did that last week. If you didn't do that last week, I want to give you an opportunity to stand. Just give two things. Brother Big Neil. Yeah, amen. Go ahead, go ahead. That's all right. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. Somebody else? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm thankful for uh, uh, Paul Peters and his church. Yeah. Right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Somebody else? One more? Amen. That's right. Amen. That's just one thing. Yeah, you got to have two. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. Good. Amen. Exodus chapter 9. Now, we'll do it again. Amen. We'll do it again next week. Exodus chapter 9. We're going to read, starting verse 13, and we're going to read down through the end of the chapter, all right? So uh, if you get tired and need to sit, that's fine. But let's begin verse 13. Find your place, say amen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Rise up early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh again. Oh, that's not in there. It says, And stand before Pharaoh and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart and upon thy servants, and upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. For now I will stretch out my hand, that I, might, that I may smite thee and thy people with pestilence, and thou shalt be cut off from the earth. And in very deed for this cause have I raised thee up, for to show in thee my power, and that my name may be declared throughout all the earth. As yet exaltest thou thyself against my people, that thou wilt not let them go, Behold, tomorrow, about this time, I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as hath not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof, even until now. Send therefore now, and gather thy cattle and all that thou hast in the field. For upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field, and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them, and they shall die. Uh, He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thine hand toward heaven, and there may be hell in all the land of Egypt, and upon, uh, excuse me, upon man, upon beast, and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod toward the heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hell, and the fire ran along upon the ground, and the Lord rained hell upon the land of Egypt. So there was hell fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like it in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote uh, throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man, beast, and the hail smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel, uh, where, where the children of Israel were, uh, was there no hail. And Pharaoh sent and called for Moses and Aaron and said unto them, I have sinned this time. The Lord is righteous, and I am. I and my people are wicked. It's amazing how Pharaoh's the leader, but he's calling his people wicked. They're just following him. Amen. It says, Entreat the Lord, for it is enough, uh, that there be no more mighty thunderings in hell, and I will let, go, let you go, and ye shall stay no longer. And Moses said unto him, As soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread abroad my hands unto the Lord, and the thunder shall cease, neither shall there be any more hell. And thou, uh, that thou mayest know how the, the earth is the Lord's. But as for thee and thy servants, I know that ye will not yet fear the Lord God. 
and the flax and the barley was smitten, for the barley was in the ear, and the flax was, uh, was boiled. Uh, but the wheat and the rye were not smitten, for they were not grown up. Moses went out of the city and from Pharaoh and spread abroad his hands and uh, unto the Lord, and the thunderings and hell ceased, and the rain was not uh, poured out upon the earth. <clears throat> and when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hell and the thunders were ceased, he sinned yet more, hardened his heart, he and his servants. And the, Pharaoh, uh, and the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, neither would he uh, let the children of Israel go as the Lord had spoken by Moses. Father, I pray, uh, Lord, we've uh, read down through verse 35 tonight, or this afternoon, I pray, God, that you'd bless the reading of your word. And Lord, during the message, I pray to God that you'd, uh, Lord, uh, keep my thoughts toward you and help me to rightly divide your word of truth. And God, speak to our hearts this afternoon, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, I got some questions. You can answer them in your mind, <clears throat> but, uh, but we're going to get, I want to just ask them while I've got them written, and they are, one, who rules the earth? Is there one God who controls the fruitfulness of the earth? And then another God who controls the water, and another God who controls the rain, and <clears throat> another God who controls the sunshine. Are there many gods who control the earth and the affairs uh, uh, of history and men? Does it really matter who men worship, just so man calls that being they worship God? Is there really any difference between religions? Well, my answer to that is, Let's let the Bible answer these questions. I mean, that's our rule of authority, <clears throat> our rule of faith. Isaiah chapter 44 and verse 6, God says, I am the first and I am the last, and beside me there is no God. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 5, it says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and men. Isaiah 42 and verse 8, and I've just mentioned, written a few down. Excuse me, a few down. It says, I am the Lord, a capital O, capital R, capital uh, D, the Lord Jehovah. That is my name and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. So the Bible plainly teaches us that there's only one living and only one true God, and that is Jehovah. There's none other. Everything else is something man has created. Amen. Y'all say amen, so I know I'm on the right track. Scripture declares that there's no other God, that all gods worshipped by men are but the creation of man's wild and depraved imaginations, and that idols made from man's ideas from wood or stone or metal are just the imaginations of men. The Bible also declares that man himself is not a god. No matter how powerful that individual might become, no matter how much he controls, <clears throat> he will never be a God. He, even though he may consider himself as one, he still is not one. There's one living and true God, period, one. And so it's God who controls everything, Jehovah God. And as we're going to see here in this seventh play, we're going to learn some things about that. So the first thing I want you to see is, is in verse 13 again. This plague, uh, as we look at it, consisted of a hailstorm. That was accompanied by rain, great thundering, severe lightning. And if you look in verse 13, as we start there, God, again, through Moses, says the same thing he's always been saying. And, it's, and he says, let my people go. Why? That they may serve. This is at least the sixth time that God has demanded that Pharaoh let Israel go. This, you know why he's repeated it six times? Because Pharaoh hadn't listened. And yet God's message has not changed. Listen, we talked about this the other day, that God's not going to compromise his message. It's still the same, no matter what. And, and listen, and by the way, if, we, if we're not obedient, you know what? God's demands get a little harder. And we see that. God has continued to repeat this demand. And, and, and it shows, first, in the magnitude of Pharaoh's rebellion... It shows just how hard his heart was to repeatedly reject God's demand even after the destruction from the previous plagues. And if you remember, we talked about this last week, the plagues are going to get harder. They're not going to get any easier. They're not going to, this one's not going to be uh, the same as the next one in severity. The next one's going to be even more difficult. And you'll not want to miss that because we're going to talk about 
<coughs> the locust next week. That it, it's an amazing thing. But the second that reason that 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 this uh, that God's repeated His demand is that it shows the magnitude of God's grace. In spite of Pharaoh's rejection, God still gives Pharaoh an opportunity to do the right thing. But isn't that how God always does? Doesn't God continue even when we are disobedient to him? Does he not continue to to, uh, give us an opportunity to do the right thing? You know, I mean, we as parents even show that that kind of grace in our children when we tell them, you know, I've I've used this over and over. When we say, if you do that again, you're going to get a whooping. And then you know what we say the next time? If you do that again, you're going to get a whooping. You know, and I've said, why don't we just say, if you do that 34 more times, you're going to get a whooping. You know, why, but why do we do that? Because we don't want to uh, bring chastisement or judgment on our children. We want them to do the right thing. So we give them an opportunity. Well, God's doing that same thing here. And by the way, had it not been for uh, a repeated... Uh, call of God, you know, on my life and even on your life, I wonder today if anybody would would be serving God or if anybody would be saved. I'm thankful that God is long-suffering and that he gives us another opportunity because I I would doubt in, in my mind that anybody gets saved the first time God calls them. Listen, you know, but God gives us another opportunity, even that rejection, and we see that here with Pharaoh. Look in verse 14. We notice that there is another declaration before the plague. It says in verse 14, For I will at this time send all my plagues upon thine heart, upon thy servants, upon thy people, that thou mayest know that there is none like me in all the earth. Now watch this. Notice here that the heart of the servants and the people now at this point, they are included in a God, in a, as a target, if you will, of, of the plagues of God's judgment. Up to this point, the people had suffered in a great way, but now the suffering is going to be more intense, and God's really zeroing in on everything. A lot of people are going to die, and the plagues are going to be go to the heart of Pharaoh. In fact, Pharaoh's going to agonize in his heart, and he's going to make confessions and concessions to, uh, to that to this point that he has scorned, that he has not done. But in spite of all this, his heart is going to get even harder. And, and, and I mean, and it just boggles my mind. But it's the same thing, if you think about it, during the millennial reign, the Lord himself is going to reign with a rod of iron. By the Bible teaches us during the thousand-year millennial reign. He's going to reign from Jerusalem. Are you, you still following me? Jesus himself, he's going to reign. People are going to know that he is, that's who it is. Amen. But after that thousand-year reign, God's, the Lord's God's going to turn the devil loose for a little while. A short season is what the Bible says. And you know what's going to happen? People are still going to reject the Lord. And it's like, how can they do that? They've seen him. They know that's him. He's reigning from Jerusalem with a rod of iron. He's done it for a thousand years. How much time do people need to do the right thing? A thousand years. And yet, after a thousand years, after seeing him reign from the throne of David in Jerusalem, they're still going to reject him. It's an amazing thing. And we're seeing it right here in in Pharaoh uh, when he rejects God. Look in verse 15. We notice that uh, the power of the plagues. Uh, Pharaoh thought, again, that he's a man of power, and he was for a time. I mean, mean, it even looked like he was. But now God's going to show up. And these plagues have shown Pharaoh just how powerless he really is compared to the, to the power of Almighty God. You understand that, listen, the only reason we are able to do anything today is because God allows us to do it. We're, we're, listen, anything, breathing, I mean, anything, it's all because of the power of Almighty God. Uh, and, 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 we're, and we're seeing that in, here in Pharaoh. He's realizing now when God shows up just how little power he really has. But notice the purpose of the plagues in verses 14 through 16. The purpose of this plague and future plague is the same as the past plagues. It is, the Bible says, to give testimony about God throughout all the earth. 
these plagues, through these plagues, people, God says, will know who God is. And Pharaoh, the Bible says, will be cut off from the earth as a result. What a shame. It doesn't have to come to this. I've told people over and over over the past almost 40 years of ministry, listen, this didn't have to get this way. You realize that, that when it gets to a certain point, it's because of our own rebellion. And, and we're seeing this in Pharaoh. Look in verse 16. Pharaoh was the one who provoked the plagues. And God used Pharaoh's evil to glorify himself. I thought this verse was interesting. It's found in Psalm 76 and verse 10. 76 and verse 10 in the book of Psalm. If you want to uh, spin over there, you can look at it, it. And I'll just read it real quick. It says, surely the wrath of man, watch this, shall praise thee. Listen, we're all going to glorify God. Even Pharaoh is going to glorify God. Some are going to glorify God in obedience and some will glorify God in disobedience to the judgment that they're going to receive because of their disobedience. But we're all going to glorify God. And this is how Pharaoh glorified God. But he, like all the others, they didn't receive any blessings for doing it. Now listen, only obedience is blessed for glorifying God. We're not going to be blessed by God in our disobedience. Only those who are glorifying God through obedience are going to be blessed. Listen, so I would rather glorify God, be obedient, and have the blessings of God than glorify God through my evil uh, and, and, you know, and, and disobedience and not get a blessing. I, I like blessings of God. I like being blessed, and we, and, and, but yet Pharaoh missed out on that because of his disobedience. Look in verse 17. The, the denunciation before the plague. Now, Pharaoh's problem, if you remember this, Pharaoh's problem, and we've we talked about this over and over over the past several weeks. In fact, this is, since we started on Moses, this is the 35th message on Moses. 35. And from the get-go, we have learned that, that Pharaoh has one problem. Remember what it is? Pride, exactly, pride. Proverbs 18, I found this verse of Scripture, Proverbs 18, 12. You know this, it says, Before destruction, the heart of man is haughty, and before honor is humility. Yeah. Pharaoh, watch this, he had, he had no humility in him whatsoever, none. Pharaoh's problem was pride. You remember what Satan's problem was? Pride, yeah, same one. And it involved the fall of man. And listen, pride always involves the fall of man, always. Pride is the most often the root of most problems in the home, in society, and in the church. Pride, verse 17. Look in verse 19 through 21. I'll not <clears throat> read all of those again, but we notice deliverance from the plague. In these verses, we see that the plague is coming, but now it can't be stopped. You know, I always hated it when my dad said, listen, when I get home, you're going to get a whooping. And I thought, man, I'm going to be good all day. But you know what was coming? Judgment. I couldn't stop it. He, it, was, it had already been announced. Well, it's all, judgment has been announced. You can't stop it. But, watch this, Pharaoh is told by God through Moses uh, that the people and the animals, they can be spared if they'll just take shelter. Isn't that like God? Think about it. What a, what a picture of salvation. Remember the Passover? God said the death angel's coming. We're going to get that. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But God said the death angel's coming. And he said, if you'll do this, though. And if you'll do this and sprinkle the blood on the doorpost and then you get in the house, God said, when I see the blood, I will I'll pass over. Well, look, the same thing is here. The judgment of God is coming and God tells the people through, through Moses, listen, if, if y'all will just go inside, you'll be safe. Listen, if they just stayed in. But when you read that, 
Some of them just thumbed their nose at God and they stayed outside. I mean, it's right here. Read it. Some of them went inside. Some of them stayed outside. But listen, but notice also the way of escape, they've been given time to flee uh, and time to get inside. The Bible said that they had until, here's that word again, tomorrow to get ready. The time given was unmerited. Think about it. It was a simple way of escape. Everybody could understand it. Uh, It wasn't difficult to understand. It was according to the word of God. All they had to do is just listen to what Moses was telling them, and they would be okay. But a lot of people didn't escape the plague. And when they, listen, and when they were witnesses to every prediction, had these same people not witnessed all the other plagues up to this point? Did they not come true? Did Moses not say, listen, the flies are coming, the lice are coming, the frogs are coming? And did they not come? Yeah. So they've been witnesses of all this. And now he's saying, there's going to be a hailstorm like you ain't never seen before. But you can get inside. And you, and you know what? Some of them, I, I think, look, they stayed out and evidently they didn't believe it. As he, he has never lied to them before. And they've always happened. Listen, there's preachers that stand right here in this place. And they, just like myself, and they say, listen, be obedient. Do the right thing. How often I preach this morning, I said these words. I said, according to the word of God, that God hates sin. And a birthmark of a child of God is obedience. And one of those ways that we are obedient is through faithful attendance to God's house. And listen, and look. And some will say, oh, but I watched it on television. That's not the same. They're waiting on the hailstorm. Amen. Yep. So, uh, a lot of people didn't escape. The Bible says, look in verse 21. Notice the words that it says, they regarded not the word of the Lord. Now, I'm just, I'm just right here for a second. Is that not the same thing right now today? When people just, they choose, is that not saying the same? They regarded not the word of the Lord. It's not me. Listen, the key is they had no respect for the word of God. Can I tell you today, a lot of Christian people, good people, they have no respect for the word of God. Amen. The great separator, I want to read this. The great separator of mankind for time and eternity is one's attitude towards God's word. Yeah. They regarded not, verse 21. Notice, uh, go back to 18. You can read through there again. The plague of hell destroyed any recovery that the other plagues, you know, had taken away. Any recovery that had come to this point. Uh, it's taken away by the hell. And by the way, there's still some things that survived, and you can read it through here. Uh, but the hell killed animals. It killed people who were out in the open. And if you notice verses 18 and verse 23, the Bible says that there was grievous hell. Listen, I'm just going to challenge you. Do a word study and study that. It was not only grievous hell, but uh, there was mighty thunderings. There was rain. It, it, it was extreme lightning, and uh, that was so great. Look in verse 23. It tells us that the fire ran along upon the ground. You know, it, that makes me think about the flood when God destroyed the earth with water. Listen, I want you to understand, it wasn't just a rain, and then it rained, and then all of a sudden the water took over everything. Oh, no. The fountains of the deep were broken up. It was a, the, the earth was shaken, and it was moved. And, and the, the, listen, I want you to know, it was a violent, violent storm and because it was a representation of the judgment of Almighty God. And we're seeing it right here in Exodus chapter 9. Let's look at verse 26. It says, only in the land of Goshen. I think that is awesome. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were. Who are those people? They were God's people. Where the children of Israel were. Watch. Was there not as much hell? No hell. Remember I told you this morning that God loves his people with a special love? Oh, absolutely. You think that love has stopped? Absolutely not. 
You think he still loves Israel today? Absolutely. You think he's going to take care of his people? Yes, he will. Regardless of what the world is saying, listen, I'm telling you, uh, Israel, God's going to take care of his people. Yeah. Uh, God's people were exempted from this judgment. And the, it, watch this, the Egyptian people, they're going to notice real quick. This exemption shows us the, 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 the safety of those who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior for salvation. And listen, God's people are eternally exempt from God's judgment. Not one, not one hailstone fell in Goshen. Not one. Look in verse 27. Well, we notice repentance here. Uh, and, and oh, uh, Pharaoh, he kind of, he repents. Sounds good. He admits to his sin, and he admits that God is righteous and that both he and his people are wicked, but the problem is he don't mean it. It's another one of those foxhole repentance things. You know, the trouble's on, the heat is up, and so they admit to, uh, they admit to something wrong. And that's exactly what... Uh, that's what Pharaoh does. He's in a jam, and he needs some relief. And so he's willing to confess about anything to get out of trouble. So look in verse 28. Look what it says. It says, Entreat the Lord, for it is enough, that there be no more mighty thunderings and hell. I'm telling you, he's getting the message, kind of. And he says, And I will let you go, and ye shall stay no longer. Well, now wait a minute. There's a problem. You know what he's saying? Read that close. He's saying, God, you first. See it? He says, entreat the Lord, for it's enough that there be no more mighty thunderings in hell. And then, God, once you do yet that your part, I'll let them go. Then I'll do mine. The thing about that is, listen, you can't make a deal with God. Okay? God says, no, I already went first. God says, I, my son died on the cross for your sin. You know, he said, now, it, you're you now. It's, it, it, listen, it, too many times we want to make a deal with God. See, stop the storm, you know, and, uh, and, and let my people go. That, that's not faith. That's disobedience. He should have let the people go anyway. So regardless if the storm stopped, listen, he, he should have said, you know, get out. You know, he's going to do that eventually anyway. And a lot of people pray, Lord, if you'll just make me well, then, then I'll serve you. God, if you'll just help me, make me healthy, wealthy, and wise, then I'll take, you know, I'll do my part. But God's not going to do that. I've always said God's not interested in what you'll do if you had a million dollars. He's interested in what you're doing with the money you already have. Yeah. Listen, give a, uh, listen God says he's doing all this so uh, that it'll bring glory to him. We got to be careful about that. Notice in verse twenty-nine the response. Uh, well, let me read it. All right, verse twenty-nine. It says, "And as and Moses said unto him, as soon as I am gone out of the city, I will spread uh, abroad my hands unto the Lord." Uh, this to me, this is you. You got to really read this close to catch it. Okay, now before grace. <clears throat> is the response. That's typical of God. Before this, it's Psalm 86 and 5, it says, Thou, Lord, art good and ready to forgive. So God's ready to forgive these people. He's ready to forgive no matter who you are or maybe what we may have done or what anyone has done. Listen, God is ready to forgive. He wants to forgive. But God says, you first. But notice the rebuke in verse 30. Moses is not fooled. He says, but as for thee and thy servants... Moses says, I know that ye, ye will not yet fear the Lord God. Have you ever tried to tell somebody what's right and you're looking in their eyes and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt they're not going to do it? I've always, I would rather, I would rather somebody flat out tell me I don't want to do it than tell me I'll be there and then never show up. You know, I, maybe I'm just weird that way, but I, I would rather them do that. Uh, I would rather then that then I can, you know, take care of what needs to be taken care of, and I don't have to wait to see. I, I, and that's what, but that's what Pharaoh's doing. Listen, God is ready to forgive. He's ready to uh, take care of this, but 
But look in verse 30. Moses wasn't fooled. He knew he wasn't going to take, uh, knew Pharaoh wasn't going to do that. But now look in verse 33. I, this is getting down to something that's interesting. Uh, we see the removal. Moses kept his word, but Pharaoh will not keep his word. You know that old saying, a leper never changes his spots. Well, Pharaoh's not going to change his mind. But notice here why God took away the storm. It, the, so that Pharaoh, the Bible says, and the Egyptians may know how that the earth is the Lord's. Listen, this earth belongs to God. You, you know, we're hearing all this stuff about uh, climate change. It used to be global warming or whatever they would call it, but they changed the name. It re changed it to fit what they're talking about. It reminds me about the Mormons. You know how many times the Mormons have changed their, their book? Uh, uh, listen, why? Because it, it, things have happened and it don't go with their book anymore, so they have to change it. Listen, this book never changes. It's been the same since God gave it to us. Listen, and, and we have the, the, the word of Almighty God. We have God in, in the volume of a book right here. So this is as unchangeable as God is. But we see that the earth belongs to God. And, and, and also, this is the interesting part. Look at verse 33. This is what I want you to see. It says, Moses went out of the city from Pharaoh. Where's Pharaoh at? Or where's Moses at? And where's Pharaoh? Pharaoh's in the palace. Well, that means Moses is in the palace. <clears throat> and notice what he says. It says, and Moses went out of the city. Well, wait a minute. And if you look back up here in verse 28, Pharaoh says, entreat the Lord that there be no, be no more mighty thunderings in hell, and I'll let you go. Well, Pharaoh's in the palace. So it's still hailing outside. And so this says, so Moses went out of the city. Well, he had to walk from where he was to get out of the city in the hailstorm. You follow me? He, I mean, people are dying out there, except for Goshen. So Moses says, okay, when I get out of the city, I'll, I'll entreat God that the hell will stop. So if you're in my, think, watch, from reading this, Moses has to walk from the palace to get out of the city. He's walking in a hell storm. And not one stone of hell is touching him. Think about it. That's what it says. That's what I'm reading here, that, that he has to go out of where he's at from talking to Pharaoh out of the city before he prays and asks God. So it's still hailing. And listen, there's got to be people that's watching this. They're in, inside there. Some of them went inside. We see it right here. They're inside. I'm certain they're looking out the window and they're going, look at that guy. Isn't that Moses? There ain't none of that hell touching him. Can I, listen, what a great picture. You remember the three Hebrew children that was in the fire? They didn't even smell like smoke. God took care of them in the fire, and he's taking care of Moses in the hailstorm, and he'll do the same thing for you and me. I just think he's out there just strolling along, you know. And, and you, honestly, I don't even think he's in a hurry. He just, I, I don't think he's taking his time, but I don't think he's running. He's just walking at a, a regular pace, you know. And, and what about the people that are in the hailstorm? You think they're crying out maybe for him to hurry? They don't know what's going on, but they know something's up because he's not getting held on. Can you imagine the people in the flood when the ark begins to float? Listen, there were no pegs on the outside of the ark for them to hang on for eternal security. It wasn't up to them. The people in the ark were the ones that were saved. Listen, the Bible says when we get saved, we are in Christ Jesus. We're inside the ark of eternity, amen? We're not, we're not trying to hold out faithful to the end. Why? Because we're in the ark. We're inside Christ. He is, he's the one that saved us. He has eternally made us secure in him. And, 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 but the people on the outside, listen, they perished just like this. And here's Moses. He's walking out of the palace. Uh, listen, and he's, he's walking out of the city to the place of prayer. 
and was protected by God as he walked. And I can imagine Pharaoh, listen, the same person that brought all this on, I can imagine what he's thinking when he walks out. Wait, hey, it's hellin' out there, man. You, you can't go out there. It'll be fine. God's took care of me before. He'll take care of me today. You know what, Christian? What a great example that we could be when the heat's on and the hell is raging around us. And, 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 and you and I as Christians can, can show, listen, that God's calmness and show that God is going to take care of us. And, and even though we, there may be a storm all around us, we can have the peace of God that passes all understanding, knowing that, that, that God is going to take care of us. And other people can see the same thing today in you if, if you'll just do that listen Pharaoh I think you got to see it and you would think that when all this took place it would make an impact on Pharaoh but it didn't everything and everybody is getting beat to death by hailstones except Moses and you would think Pharaoh when he went out would have thought man you know I've got to I've got to change my ways but look in verse 34 and verse 35 It says, and when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail uh, and the thunders were ceased, what did he do? He sinned yet more. You know, sometimes I think when, when the, 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 the troubles and maybe sometimes the, the, the chastisement of God is on people today, and we may be going through it, and maybe we see glimmers that the storm is, is getting easier on us. You know what we think? Well, whew, I think it's going to be okay now. And we sin yet the more because we think that it's just a, that we, it's not that bad, but that's not it at all. Listen, it's just getting ramped up for the next one. You see, Pharaoh, he, he, he recanted. And his deception here comes into plain sight. And, and if you notice that when Pharaoh does it, watch this. When he shows his rebellion, his servants do the same thing. Pharaoh leads others to follow him in disobedience. And folks, listen, this shows us how important it is for those uh, of us today. Not, listen, not just those in leadership, but all of us today, listen, to do the right thing. Why? Because other people are watching. Other people are following. Listen, um, it, it's a sad thing today because when, when Christians just do not do right. Why? Because other people are watching. And you know what it tells other people? That it's okay. If, if that Christian, they're, look, they're doing it. If it's okay for them, it'll be all right for me. Can't we change that? Listen, it's got to start with you and me today. And I'm thankful that you're here. But listen, Christians today need to get serious about, about being obedient and serving God. Yeah. Now, others are watching. Others are following. And God help us to be careful today uh, with who we follow in this life. You know, there's a lot of people out there trying to be um, role models. You know, we need some role models in the church. Yeah, we need some role models that when our kids coming up, they can look at you and they say, you know, that, that man, I like him. He's a Christian. He loves God. Can, can we do that? I can remember when it used to be that way. I can remember when, when kids growing up, you'd ask them what they want to be when they grow up. Sometimes you'd hear them say, I want to be a preacher. You don't hear that anymore. Yeah, they all want to be something different. Listen, God help us today. To be a role model. Pharaoh got it all wrong. Man, he's headed in a direction that he don't want to go. And he's leading others. Others are right along behind him. Isn't it enough to see the miracles of God and the blessings of God even just once to just be obedient to him? It, it ought to be. It, it, it ought to be that way. So can I encourage you today? God help us to just ask God for strength to do what he wants us to do. Just to be obedient to him. It's that simple. Remember the little song. O-B-E-D-I-E-N-C-E. -E -E. Obedience is the very best way. Uh, you know? It's, you say, man, that's awful simple. Yeah. It's simple to sing it. 
little bit more difficult to do it. But you know what? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Father, help us, Lord. And I pray, God, for just a moment that you'd help us to be still.